0: Confessions of a Crappy Christian is powered by the Converge Podcast Network. Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of the Confessions of a Crappy Christian podcast. I'm your host and resident crappy Christian, Blake Guiche, and I'm so pumped to be bringing you season two of this show, packed full of more people telling incredible stories of who God is and what he's done. This week's guest is Natalie Hickson. Natalie is an anger coach and she's talking to us all about how our rage can actually destroy our motherhood and our relationships and she's reminding us the grace that God has extended us to not have to be quote-unquote mad moms all the time it's packed full of tangible real-life things that you can implement to start diffusing the anger in your motherhood and in your life and I can't wait for you to hear it Natalie, hey, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. I am pumped. So, we start every episode the same way. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Natalie. Awesome.
1: I am Natalie Hickson. I live in Bozeman, Montana, with my husband and three girls who are 17, oh, almost 17, 13, and nine. And yeah, I I work at home. I coach mamas through destructive anger and burnout, help them enjoy being a mom. And that's kind of me in a nutshell.
0: <laughs> yeah. So we, we gotta talk about that. We're gonna have to expand on that a little bit because I feel like every <laughs> mom or even probably every like not yet a mom that's mm-hmm. listening, their ears just perked up mm-hmm. and they're like, I'm sorry, she does she does what? <laughs> Tell me more, please. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Those moms out there who, this was me, like screaming mm-hmm. in rage and stinking out of anger. I'd leave bruises on my daughter's arm and handprints on her butt and belittle her and throw two year old tantrums with her on the floor. It was pretty dramatic.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think a lot of people can, even if it's just like you're very, because, you know, because you've worked through it and now, this is what you do. You're very brave and open about that. But I'm sure most people are like, ooh, that's me. But I don't ever want anybody to know. Um, um, yeah. <laughs> which I, anybody that listens to the show knows. I mean, I'm an Enneagram 8. I, My husband, like, half jokingly will say anger is my primary emotion. <laughs> um, I had a friend actually reach out to me the other day. and was like, do you? Because she just realized that she's an 8 and she said, "Do you ever struggle with anger?" And I think I laughed for probably 5 minutes straight. <laughs> so, I mean, it is really relieving and like hope-giving to hear your story and that it's it's possible to move forward from that. So, can you tell us a little bit more about kind of what what your journey or how that that switch flipped or the work that you did to, to undo that, that kind of being the course of your motherhood?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I grew up in a, a family where anger was that it was screaming, it was slamming doors. It was, you know, just rage. And my parents are no longer that way today. Like, I don't know, grandparent, grandparenthood changed mm-hmm. them, <laughs> mm-hmm. but yeah, for sure. They're, they're awesome. But yeah, that's how I, I grew up expressing and feeling anger. And so fast forward, getting married, I married a um, passive aggressive person. So mm-hmm. our arguments were me screaming and slamming doors and him just sitting there being quiet and like, why aren't you yelling back at me? Right. And Fight was, with me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, come on, just get mad. And and he wouldn't. And I started to realize there was a difference there. And there was something with me like, Hmm, this isn't quite right. There's something going on here, but I didn't know how to fix it. Right. And I'm like, well, maybe just who I am. It's how I grew up. It's part of my Irish Scottish blood. Like that's it. Right. So, um, fast forward again to having our first child, ta- our first daughter. And, uh, yeah, when she started to hit her twos, I started to lose my mind with her. I, I was like, reverting to her stage. We were screaming at each other and it just, I could not handle her tantrums and, and they would get epic because I couldn't figure them out. So I would react to them. And I, I knew, again, I knew there was still issues there, but I didn't know how to fix it. And at that point it started to become like, well, if she would just listen to me, um, then I wouldn't get so triggered. Right. So a few years later, we brought her sister home And she, her her tantrums just kept getting more and more epic. And I can remember being in the nursery nursing her sister and the doors shut and Mike's trying to put her to bed, Enya to bed, my oldest, and and Enya's just throwing a huge epic tantrum. And I'm sitting here nursing, and I, you know that's usually a relaxing thing. And I'm just getting more and more angry. It's just bubbling up, and all of a sudden I just scream at the top of my lungs, "And you shut up!" You know, and and Sky, the baby just pops off. She looks at me with this horrific face. She's just an infant, right? Starts screaming and crying. I totally scared her, and I was just like, "This has to end. We cannot live this way anymore." But again, it was Enya. It wasn't me at this Mm -hmm. point, right? Yeah. So um, we took her to a therapist and she observed Enya. She talked to us. She had Enya leave the room and she looked at us and she's like, so Enya's a perfectly normal child for her age and development. And I'm like, (laughs) yeah, Mm -hmm. well, no, (laughs) if if that's what you want to call it home, but you're not home to see all the stuff that's going on. And she's like, Yeah, I understand that there's a challenge there, but Natalie, you're the one who needs to be in here. And it was just kind of one of those jaw dropping moments, right? I'm like, wait, what? You know, and and feeling a little defensive. But deep down inside, I was so thankful that finally somebody was saying, you can have help. You're the one who needs to be in here and, and we can, you know, work through this. Well, let's fast forward some more, four years later, I left therapy and it was great. I mean, I learned a lot about myself, um, about my history, just about a lot of things, but I was still screaming at my kids when I left therapy. So I I had got the ball rolling in my personal development and understanding, um, like deeper self and all that stuff, but it was not the end all for me. Like it didn't cure me. And, um, it just took more self self and personal development and growth, um, Mm -hmm. books, you know, talking to people, just developing more of a relationship with my Lord, you know, with Christ. And, and then, um, let's see, I went to life coaching school. And that taught me a lot about how people think and patterns and beliefs. And, and I was like, well, this is cool. And so I just kind of added that and it, and I grew through that. It was a really growing experience as well.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So out of life coaching school, I start a practice trying to help moms just organize their life, right? Like just mm-hmm. general life coaching. And I really didn't get anywhere. So I was in this mastermind group with a gal um, and Kelsey Van Kirk, you may know who that is, Mm -hmm. but she and I were talking one night. We're like sharing our stories about motherhood and anger and all this stuff. And she's like, "Girl, you need to be on my podcast and talk about this with people." And so I went on her podcast and I talked about it. And the rest is history. Basically, at that point, that's when I started coaching and um, have grown even more in my Mm -hmm. journey with with my own destructive anger and and burnout um, through coaching other people. It's just made it even I guess the journey is always it's I'm always going to progress
0: so Mm -hmm. yeah I love that it was like a funneling right you started in therapy and doing your own work and then you started life coaching and then you know it's like the dominoes fall and God gets you to where and and you end up somewhere where you're looking around going I would have I would have never landed here on my own. I would have right. never become a anger like a motherhood anger, destructive anger coach on my own, but it's so cool because that's your gifting and it's you have the 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 lived experience. And I love that you keep using that the the adjective destructive because mm. I can I mean I can acknowledge from experience that that ultimately is what anger is and does and brings but tangibly what are what are some of the what is some of the destruction that anger can incur specifically in our motherhood
1: yeah so i like to to define there's two differences for me in the way that i i work is we have anger which is a healthy natural emotion right and then we have destructive anger which is that's where we're trying to control the situation we're trying to protect ourselves and through doing that, we are screaming or we're slamming doors. We're um husband gets home and immediately we're out the door and we're just gone for hours um belittling, threatening, just trying things that we we are doing to try to control the situation, but actually hurt the relationship between our husbands and our kids and us, right? Whereas the normal anger in motherhood raising your voice, getting frustrated, being irritated. That's all normal. I mean, if you've raised your, if you're a mom, you raise your voice, like, right. <laughs> right. Maybe if you're like brand new mom, you probably haven't yet, but at some point you're going to raise your voice at that sweet little bundle. And <laughs> and sometimes it's necessary yeah, well, like, yeah, sometimes I mean, to get their attention. They're not,
0: yeah. Yeah. But it's, it is, it's such a delineation between being frustrated and even being angry. Yeah. And I think it brings to mind that the verse of like, be angry, but do not sin. Yeah. You know, and,
1: and. That place uh, where you, you just pull out rage and you lose yourself. And you come back to, and you're like, what just happened? What just happened? That's destructive. Yep.
0: Yeah. And there's a a verse in James one that's the every man should be. And the first thing is swift, it's swift to hear, Mm. slow to speak and slow to wrath. Because the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Mm -hmm. And that's like wrath to me is pretty equivalent to destructive anger. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and my human wrath is not produced. A byproduct of that is not righteousness. And if that's what I want to be instilling in my children, then I have to be. I have to be modeling it. And I, I feel like unfortunately even in these young years i mean mine are three and five and anger can be slowly deteriorating what could be a really sweet bond between us Mm
1: -hmm. yeah anger is um we can use it to be productive or we can use it to be destructive you're listening to the converge podcast network and now a message from a network supporter
0: Okay, so you know how I'm a huge fan of counseling, right? Well, I recently started working with a counselor at Faithful Counseling, and I knew I had to tell you about it. Faithful Counseling is an online Christian counseling network, and it's an incredible solution for people looking to find the help they need. I found the sign-up process to be really straightforward. You answer some questions, and you get matched with a counselor all within 24 hours. After that, you can log into your account at any time and message your counselor, plus scheduling weekly video or phone sessions. The extra bonus is that I found it to be really affordable and they've extended a discount of 10% off of your first month. All you have to do is head to getfaithful.com slash crappy Christian to join the other 500,000 people, myself included, who are taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Head to getfaithful.com slash christian for 10% off your first month and to get started.
1: A way that I teach to be productive with it is timeouts are really important. And we want to teach our kids that timeouts are not a consequence. Timeouts are a time for us to calm down and breathe mm-hmm. and tune in. And figure out what's going on. So I like to call anger a speed bump. That is or any negative emotion, really. Those are the emotions that come up and we're like, okay, wait, let's stop and be curious, which is something I've pulled from therapy. My therapist was always like, be curious about that, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so yeah. stop and
1: be curious. Why are you feeling this way? Why are you angry? And, and it takes stopping, um, separating, and... When you're doing the thick, deep breaths is really important because as we're breathing, yeah. relaxing the nervous system, there's physical stuff going on there. And then we're validating when we're tuning in, when we take that time apart, then we're like, you know what? Anybody's going to be upset in this moment. It's okay that I'm angry. There's nothing right. wrong with me for feeling angry right now. Mm-hmm. And that's another point that we, we sometimes don't see as I've totally been guilty of this saying to my kids, um, what's wrong with you? Like what's going on? What's wrong? You know, kind of in that, and I'm trying yeah. to figure it out, but it can really come across as there's something wrong with you for having a negative emotion. And that's not right. what we want to teach our kids. We want to teach our kids. Right. Those emotions are normal. How do we work through those in a healthy way? Right. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Uh, those are such great, just totally tangible tools. I think that they're that, Separation and acknowledgement. So, for example, today my five year old pulled a curtain rod out of the wall. They <sighs> just pulled it straight oh, out of the no. wall. I was angry, and it mm-hmm. was my. It wasn't on purpose, but she was doing something she should have been doing, should not have been doing. And so I was angry, and I had to take a moment, you know, because then there's like the shame element and the guilt, and I had to take a moment and be like, it's okay that I'm angry that she just pulled this out of the wall. It would not have yeah. been okay if I had. Spanked her out of that anger. I was like, "You have to go. You have to go to your root. Like you have to get out of my sphere because I'm so mad right now." Mm-hmm. But I, I love that your, igni- I love that your message isn't "Don't be angry." Yeah. Don't get angry. If you're angry, then you're a bad mom. Because I think that there are a lot of people that believe that. The yeah. If I ever get mad, that I'm just I'm a bad mom. And yeah, it's you do with that anger. I think that's the the real indicator. The challenge with saying
1: the anger's bad is that it's, it's like saying your nose is bad. Like you can't take right. your nose off your face unless you literally cut it off and you can't cut an emotion off yourself either. Right? right. So it's like, we have to learn how to live with anger and use it appropriately instead of trying to deny anger. Cause what we resist persists. So when mm-hmm. we say, I can't get angry, we just start to cause more friction, you know, and, and sometimes other negative emotions come out instead. Disgust. Well, we would be more apt to shame with disgust, right? Fear. Um, we're trying to control the situation. So we do what we can to control, which will revert to anger at some point. And, and sadness, we'll just start crying and being upset and and sad. And then in that place, like, we can go, like passive aggressiveness would use some more of that type of stuff. Like, Mm -hmm. and, and if you're passive aggressive, maybe you aren't a screamer and a yeller and a door slammer, but you are passive aggressive. So you are, you know, you're kind of belittling, you're making them shamed, you're, you're giving silent treatments you're just ignoring the situation altogether. That's just as destructive as screaming at your child in rage.
0: Yeah. I think that's an important, like, I think it's important to say out loud because I don't feel like many people do. I think Mm. that a lot of the time, the, the, you know, it's this, what is it? The, this squeaky wheel gets the oil, right? Yeah. But I mean, being passive aggressive with your kids is just as unhealthy Mm. and, you know, it's, it, I feel like it's so you're sowing seeds either way. Yeah. You're sowing seeds of of anger, or you're sowing seeds of passive aggressive. And realistically, if you really think about it, you don't want your children to cope with their feelings and their emotions that way. Right. Yep. So we have to learn. We have to model it to them, and right. that's where that sit comes in.
1: Right. We're working through practicing separating and just telling kids it's okay that that we're separating. It's not. You know, we're just we're all angry. We need a break, and then we'll come yeah. back. And yeah, know when we come back back together we work through recovery where we are then going to restore the relationship by mm-hmm. you know if there was any type of hurtful hurtful or destructive behavior, we need to us as the parent come back and acknowledge that first, say, you know what mm-hmm. it's okay that I got angry. it was not okay that I screamed at you. Please forgive me for how I acted when I lost my self-control right So mm-hmm. we're acknowledging, we're taking responsibility and we're offering forgiveness. And then we can talk to them and say, what was going on for you and help them walk through the recovery with either their sibling or with you and encourage them to apologize and and give them words to their feelings. How were you feeling? What was going on for you? What were you thinking? Because what we think really turns into our emotions. Right. Right. And so, so we work through that and then I add some type of physical touch, a hug, maybe my hands on their knee or their shoulder, you know, connecting. And then after we've worked through that portion, then we can go into the consequences, you know? So that's why timeout's not a consequence. Let's do consequences afterwards to say, now we can really work through and understand why we're getting this consequence. Because often when we're in our anger and rage, we start screaming out mm-hmm. consequences because we're trying mm-hmm. to control them. And right, they're not going to have the same effect as they would after we work through something. Yes, there may still need to be a consequence, but we'll do that after we've calmed down. So
0: it's really important. so good. Okay. So that brings us perfectly to your trigger tracker, Yeah, which I have already gotten mine. I've already (laughs) downloaded mine (laughs) and it's available to the listeners at your website, nataliehickson.com slash crappy, which is perfect. (laughs) Uh, Tell us about the trigger tracker and and how to use it because I'm equally excited and terrified if I'm being (laughs) totally honest. (laughs) Yes. Well, so like just this last week, I was working with a client. Okay,
1: sits great, Natalie, but I'm really struggling with actually doing that. Right. And I, mm-hmm. and I encourage them like, okay, so that's why we're using the trigger trackers. Okay. This is just one piece of, of a lot of processing work that my clients will do with me, but the trigger tracker. So in enlight, enlightening, because what we do with that is we distance ourselves from the situation first. So maybe it was an hour, maybe it's a couple days after you've cooled off enough to look at it from a a different perspective, right? Mm-hmm. So we look through, look at the situation and go, okay, so I was really angry. I lost my cool. I screamed at the kids. What was going on for me? What, you know, what time of day was it? Was I hungry? Was I hormonal? Mm-hmm. Um, was there something else
0: going on, like a
1: crazy world pandemic, <laughs> right?
0: You know, totally <laughs> just, chill. Yeah, just <laughs> daily stuff. Like, but what? Just been locked I mean, in my house for three months.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: So so we're checking in for ourselves. What
1: was going on for us? Um, how did we respond? How did we act? We need to admit that, right? It's just kind of mm-hmm. like putting it out there and going, okay, this is what I did. And when we, when we acknowledge that, that helps us go deeper instead of ignoring, like not admitting it, right? Or mm-hmm. resisting that. We don't want to resist. We want to figure out why we're doing this and work through it. So we're asking ourselves what are, you know, admitting what we did. And what, what else could we have done? And, so, and, and what was going on for our kids or the other person mm-hmm. involved with this? So there's many different questions through that trigger tracker. And we end on what do you want this to look like in the future? When this mm-hmm. happens again, how do you want to respond to that? Because we want to put that out there. We want to say, this is how I'd like it to be. And what we're doing by processing this is we are creating awareness. We're, mm-hmm. we're, we're looking at the situation. So, you know, maybe the next time you completely forget you did a tracker, trigger tracker and you go through it again. Exactly, yeah. right? Textbook, how you've always done it. But if you continue to bring awareness to the situation, you will continue to eventually start being aware as you're walking into it. Right. It, it, yeah. It may be yeah. right afterwards. It may be mm. while you're in the middle of it. It may be before. And it's usually kind of a stop, a process, to mm-hmm. get to that point to where like today, I don't even think about it. I just, I literally, when I start to get upset, I'm already breathing and I'm validating in my head. It's okay that I'm upset. How am I going to work through this in a, in a way? So now like, so it, it takes it, practice. It takes, it takes practice. And that's one other thing that's so cool about this is you can look at this going, okay, every single time I get upset now, every time the kids upset me, every time they're fighting anything like that, this is now a different ball game. This is not just me wandering through life, not knowing what to do with myself. This is me practicing through it. And that takes the shame off of yourself as well. We don't need to sit Mm -hmm. there and belittle ourselves and be Mm -hmm. like, I'm such a terrible mom. I don't want you to think that way. Because if you're thinking you're a terrible mom, you are going to fulfill that. You are going to act in that way and you're going to treat your kids in that way. So, Hey, I'm a mom. I make, I made a mistake. I'm forgiven and I'll move on and I'll learn from this mistake. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's really important that we're just creating that awareness around it. And so that's what the trigger tracker does is it really helps us to just kind of take a step back and go, what, what's going on here. And it'll enlighten you in other ways. I had a client work through it once who she noticed there was a certain time of day, she would get upset with her kids and she realized it was like more in the afternoon, evening. She was trying to get the house ready for her husband when he come, came home. Cause he liked the house clean and, and not yeah. like any kind of weird you know, he just, yeah. She knew that he liked that and she wanted that for him. So when he came home, it was clean. So she, she had to like, she was like, Oh my word. Now I'm realizing why I get so upset with the kids. It just didn't even dawn on her. You know, she's like, I I can't believe I didn't see this. I'm like, well, you don't know what you don't know. And that's why we have to step back and process, you know, right. Then she could have the conversation with her husband. Hey, you know, there's just some days where it's just too stressful. I don't get the house cleaned up. Do you want the house clean or do you want a crazy, fanatic, frustrated, angry wife, you know? Yeah. These are your choices. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm, you know, 99% sure every husband's going to be like, I just want you to be happy when I get home.
0: (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And like, it is, it's sometimes it's, and, and I think the thing is that those circumstances can change. You know, some days it's fine and some days it's not. Some days these things will trigger you and some days they won't. And that's why I think a tracker is so brilliant. And your questions in it are so—they're good and they're hot, but they're hard. But they're good <laughs> and they're the kind of questions that we have to be asking ourselves. Otherwise, we're like autopiloting mm. through our anger and through our motherhood. And so, like I said, it's slash crappy and we're gonna link that in your the show description of this episode so people can can download it. Um, because I think it's I really genuinely I think it's such an incredible, incredible resource. And I think you're an incredible resource. So I'm so (laughs) thankful that you that we got to do this and talk about this because I think I I feel like there's probably a collective sigh of relief Mm. of oh my gosh, I'm not just this crazy person. I need Tools and I need resources and I need, you know, yes. guidance. And so, tell everyone where they can like find you, get in touch with you, all of that kind of stuff. Awesome. Can if I can have just one minute
1: before I do that? I love oh, to absolutely. share that how things are now with my then yeah. two year yeah. old. Right. And yeah, and I have an incredible relationship. She's a teenager. I still get some snarky little teenager things from her. You know, eye rolls, whatever. But um overall our relationship is so healthy and, and we can communicate in fact today she's like one of her best friends was wanting to talk to me about something I'm like well why can't she talk to her mom she's like mom they don't have a really great relationship and I was like oh that's really sad and and I, and I looked at her I'm like so do we have a good relationship like just I was just feeling around. she's like oh yeah <laughs> oh my like, gosh oh, that's the dream right, right there I know she's She's amazing. And, and that's because of the hard work that I put in, right. Of discovering, filling out those trackers that I didn't have that tracker back away then. Right. I've developed that tracker, but I found journals just a year ago of me processing stuff through anger. And I'm like, these are my trigger trackers. This is crazy. Yes. So anyways, it's just, putting the work in now and don't think that you're alone and that you don't have someone to reach out to. You know, a lot of people can be afraid that someone will take their kids away because they're angry or, mm-hmm. or they're not a good enough mom. And they don't want to admit it, but there's people out there who get it. I'm one of those people I understand. And I don't want you to sit there alone. Um, that's not good. So anyways,
0: I love yes. that.
1: Yeah. Just a little hope for anybody who's like so what yes. happened.
0: <laughs> right. What how does it go? Well, yeah, and that's the dream that is the dream to have a seventeen year old daughter and her say, Oh yeah, like we're great and, and yeah. we're so great that my friend wants to talk to you instead of her mom. I mean yeah. <laughs> obviously you want her to have a relationship with her mom, but yeah. to be that mom just that that amazing. Whole, yeah, it was really cool. It was a blessing and, and definitely, you know,
1: I mean what you need to to work through this stuff so um but you can find me at nataliehickson.com and i'm on instagram and facebook both at nataliehickson
0: awesome and we will will definitely direct everyone to that and to your trigger tracker Natalie, thank you so much this was so great thank you
1: i really appreciate it coming on here
0: Hey, Hannah Gronowski here, proud member of the Converge Podcast Network. Hey, I wanted to let you know that I have a brand new book coming out on September 15th called Generation Distinct, Discover the Wrong You Were Born to Make Right. This book is available at generationdistinct.com slash book on Amazon or anywhere books are sold. This book is for you. The wild
1: is part of the Converge Podcast Network.